0: Hi, this is Michael Uslan, you're listening to Batman on Film. The Adventures of Batman, welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman.
1: Welcome to episode 12 of Batman Animation, a Batman on Film podcast exploring the animated adventures of the Caped Crusader. I'm the host, senior Bof contributor Ryan Lauer, and with me is the the head honcho, the gumbo guru of Batman on Film, Bill Jet Remy. Bill, how are you? I'm Excellent, excellent. All right, coming in, coming in strong for a moment yes for the moment
0: okay for the moment <laughs> we'll see how the rest of the day goes so. I was gonna say, let's.
1: okay i was gonna say well, I, I,
0: I hope this conversation goes well and that no, doesn't it, change no. but, okay this will be hey good. i can always uh i always find a way to um get up for these podcasts mm-hmm. give give a try to give the best performance possible i give it my
1: all you know yeah. it's like
0: you say, you say yes. get up
1: for I mean you've been up for about what like seven hours oh, by the time that you hit yes. this. So. Oh absolutely. It's
0: <laughs> uh, it is, is your uh, second wind. 8 37 a.m. Central as we record this on the 17th of November 2022. Yeah, I've been up since what one o'clock, you know. Mm-hmm. Go to bed at four, get up at
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a life. What a life down there. Um, uh. Yes, happy to, that we got back into this. It's a little timely, yes. I, I'd say, for the topic of discussion today. For We're yep. talking The Adventures of Batman, which, of course, if you're a listener of Batman on film, a reader of Batman on film, a fan of Batman, you heard that the series is going to be released in early 2023 on the Blu-ray,
0: mm-hmm. which this
1: will be like the third, fourth, like fourth year now in a row that they're re-releasing these animated batman series uh on blu-ray start you know with batman the animated series and then they let's see then, then the batman batman beyond yeah batman beyond was 2020 that's right and then i think the batman was last year or was it this year man i'm a mess i'm just rambling but they're re-releasing all this probably just for batman animation uh yeah and then absolutely Blu- yeah absolutely great. Brave and the Bold, they haven't done a complete, you know, the complete series set, but that has been out on Blu-ray, as has Beware the Batman. But yes, I have all of those on Blu-ray.
0: Now I will have this one coming soon. Yes. And then I assume they will get to the new adventures of Batman from 1977 at some point.
1: Yeah, because the fans Even, are demanding that one. Yeah. Right?
0: Sure. <laughs> like the best sure. interpretation sure, of Batman. Best interpretation of bat Mite I've ever seen in any media. Uh Of course. I say that
1: with tongue firmly planted in cheek. It is firmly planted in cheek. I can see this. So I wanted to do first off. So the episode that we're going to be talking about is how many hearing in a wheelbarrow. Mm -hmm. But I want to give first off a quick little history lesson of the show and Mm -hmm. how it originally. So is uh, under the filmation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a filmation animated series, and originally launched as the Batman Superman Hour. It was in 1968. Now it did morph into the fact of that was com- comprised of shorter stories of both Batman mm-hmm. and Superman for the entire hour, but the Batman shorts were then repackaged and then aired as its own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is funny, of I don't know when it it must have been named the Batman Adventures Within. The Batman Superman Hour, because in looking at everything online and correcting everything that I'm I'm wrong here, but because then it, it was Batman with Robin, the Boy Wonder, in which the opening credits even have that listed as Batman think, with Robin. Yeah, the I, Boy I Wonder. think
0: I don't know if it was ever officially the Adventures of Batman. I think that was okay. a, like a, a um, retroactive title okay. when they started referring to it and packaging it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, yeah, I think at some point it was like part of a Batman Tarzan hour or some, you know, some. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Completely makes sense. Uh, Tarzan is a staple in in Gotham City. Uh, But, yeah, this was, it's historic. It's also the first animated Batman series. There you go. Uh, It is, it's kind of my Batman the Animated Series, my B-T-A-S. I was almost three when it came out and I remember as a kid watching, I don't remember watching it as, uh, at three years old. I know I did. Mm-hmm. I was a Batman fan by that time. Um, so, so I know I watched it and that was, this is when Saturday morning cartoons were a big deal. You know, you get up, mm-hmm. you get up at seven, you know, six, six thirty set, So you'd be ready at seven o'clock cause they'd start. And, uh, I'm re- watching it but it, probably my early memories is when it whatever it was repackaged that it was you know there's batman superman hour and then it was just batman and then it was this i think this batman tars whatever but i remember it clearly and i was a- also <clears throat> watching at that time in reruns uh, basically was the uh, the uh, 60s live action tv series so this was like, this was like my formative Batman mm-hmm. media right here. That ends when I always say looking at comics because mm-hmm. three years old, four years old, wasn't reading just yet, but I remember look, you know, looking at Pictures. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of a, it, to me, this is, this is an important series. Like you just take me and my Batman fandom. This was, this was, you know, clearly a, um, it help shape you know and, and and build my batman fandom and i also remember they they had these little shorts there's somewhere i have them on batman on film they had these little video shorts from this series that would show up on sesame street do you know <laughs> what i'm talking
1: about i i didn't know that
0: and it was like about you know crossing the street and i know there's one was the joker about crossing the street the right way and there's another one uh I'm not completely sure what the Do you think that was, was the
1: nod in the Return of the Cape Crusaders in 2016 mm, and you know Adam probably West gave the quick like crossing the street to Robin? It was, you know, it was a quick like 5 seconds maybe, but yeah. you saying that it just instantly makes me think of of that movie.
0: Yeah. So now, maybe yeah, that was a nod. I it's um oh, I probably. I mean, you know it's all connected, everything. Everything's connected. And, yeah. So and I remember what, because I watched Sesame Street and I would get excited when they'd have these come on and was that. And they also had Superman versions of it, too, mm-hmm. um, from the same, you know, the Batman Superman hour. So, yeah, this was a big deal to me as a kid.
1: Do you remember and watching this first or seeing the 66 series? Probably the it's same time. Just mix. You know? Same bat time. Yeah. <laughs> same
0: bat time. And it's probably, they overlapped, Mm -hmm. overlapped, for sure. Interesting. All right. I think it's kind of, it was supposed to be a sequel or kind of an extension of that 60s TV series, even though it wasn't Adam West, it wasn't Burt Ward. Mm -hmm. It was Owen Sewell and Casey Casey. Casey. Kasem doing batman and robin respectively so olin sewell's kind of like my kevin conroy because mm-hmm. he went on with also a super friends voicing batman and that was the only besides adam west that was only batman voice those are the voices heard. of batman
1: yeah. yeah so it's also interesting in the the packaging of everything because in looking up episode distribution of when the package is this so they were so so now you go back and you look at the adventures of batman each quote-unquote mm-hmm. episode consists of one one story split into two six and a half minute parts mm-hmm. and then the rest is just one six and a half minute part so how many hearing in a wheelbarrow is one of the two-parters uh but when you look up episodes airing together um i bought this digitally just a couple years ago itunes had the whole series on sale for five bucks Mm -hmm. and so i picked it up that way and the pairings it's how many in a herring this is the first episode Mm -hmm. the first story of the first episode and you look it up and this was actually like the third one part of the third episode that aired and what it was packaged with isn't what it's packaged with digitally Mm -hmm. so i mean i kind of feel like It'll be interesting when the Blu-ray comes out to see their listing of episodes and pairing of stuff together and what's yeah what's similar or different. And so I watched this digitally because I couldn't find it. Like it's one that's not on HBO Max. Uh, yeah. How did you watch this one? I
0: have the DVD.
1: You watched the DVD version. Okay, so yes, where is the location of this episode? Then was this the first one? I Do didn't.
0: I believe so. I didn't, Yeah. Okay. I just, I just saw it and click and did the click and watched, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's funny with these, where they package these a lot of times, it's not necessarily how they aired sometimes, you know?
1: I mean, it's a thing, anybody that talks about Batman, the animated series, there's always that yeah. back and forth of the production date and the air date and they're totally yeah. different in which, yeah. I just always go by what was on the original DVDs because mm-hmm. that's just how I knew it for so many years. Um so yeah, I I'll be getting the Blu-ray. Let's be yeah. serious. It's it's coming. Um, and we'll, you know, we can reconvene then. But some notes on this episode is that it has an air date of September twenty eighth, nineteen sixty eight. We've already touched mm-hmm. on it Batman's voice by Olin Sewell, who did a lot of Batman voicing for the Batman Scooby Doo Mm mashups as well as super friends robin casey Kasem did a lot of robin voicing as well as shaggy uh larry larry storage i you were giving me a brief history lesson what are some bullet points with larry storage who voiced the joker sorry yes he was i knew him
0: as a kid from f troop reruns and you mentioned i watched it you had watched f troop I watched it as a kid. It was a
1: family channel in the afternoons on the weekends.
0: And, you know, the the, the series aired, it was before my time. It was a 50s, early 60s. But of course, if you grew up with me, uh, it's my age, my vintage, a lot of those shows were were reruns. I mean, that was a big deal, you know, Bewitched, you know, all those Mm -hmm. 60s and 50s shows, Andy Griffith, um, Mayberry RFD. I can just start naming all these shows that,
1: Gomer Pyle.
0: Yeah, Gomer Pyle, Mr. Freeze's right <laughs> Surprise!
1: Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, um, so, yeah, and he was like in a lot of stuff for a long time. The dude lived to be almost a hundred. We just, yeah, we just talked about, and I just think found out he passed up... away.
1: Yeah, this past summer in January yeah. would have been a hundred. So that's a good run. So he
0: was someone that you may not know his name, but you certainly knew him because he was in a lot of stuff, movies, TV, and did a ton of animated uh, voiceover work back then.
1: Uh, Perfect to continue on as the narrator and also as Mm -hmm. Commissioner Gordon, and also in the series, he ended up voicing uh, Penguin, Riddler, Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, the Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Mr. Freeze, uh, Ted Knight. And if that name does sound familiar, or if it doesn't, it's uh, Ted Baxter from Mary Tyler Moore Show. So this yes. was like right before he was cast as the incomparable Ted Baxter. Yes, um, Batman that's, and that's Robin
0: a... I just had that, <laughs> that voice in the intro.
1: I can and I could just see somebody used to mash up a clip yep. of him reading you know reading his scripts as ted baxter but just have audio of the batman and robin <laughs> yes narration going overhead um i didn't i didn't look any further into the the works the resume uh but it was written by it said bill keenan who i i am to be also credits william keenan uh i think that's the same person but uh, he wrote this and then directed by Hal Sutherland, and I'm not necessarily familiar with either of their works. Um, and then yeah, the end credits had a ton of people that worked in the animation yeah. department on this on this stuff. So one last yeah, thing so about Ted Knight. I, I can't I, I, Go for I it. We
0: have to mention he is Judge Smalls and Caddyshack, which uh, is a classic, classic yeah. movie.
1: Yeah. Well, if yeah. nobody knows Caddyshack, you know the GIF. You've seen the GIF. So Yes. Don't, don't, say Do your, you,
0: don't, don't say yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the plot for this one, I mean, Joker's being Joker. It's a, it's a little clever, I think, for yeah. late 60, 60s and early animation here that the Joker basically he wants to take over this take over this laser and that one and he wants to he wants to take over a laser that can, quote, make the Chicago fire look like a backyard cookout. Yeah. And he's leaving, like, some red herrings for Batman to, you know, cover up his trail, in which literally some is, you know, fish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I I feel like this was 13 minutes. And I kind of feel like you never get a break until they do the half. Halfway tease, which is very reminiscent mm-hmm. of the 60s, the end of the Oh, 60s yeah, there was a, a death trap. They're in a death
0: mm-hmm. trap. Death and... trap. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected.
1: Um... Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: No, I just, I was going to say it was, it's the, the plot overall. It's very, it's very what Batman was at that period of time. Yeah. You know, it was very, what the Joker was. I I would even say, you know, heck, even the Joker was. In comics was a little more subdued. This one was, you know, he, he was trying to like uh, burn up Gotham city with a laser. So, but you know, he was a little bit more than a, than a, harmless prankster but Mm -hmm. this was before you know 1973 and the joker's five-way revenge when they completely went to the original incarnation of the joker in the comic i do
1: think i do think the tone of this for being 1968 which we know that's when the batman live action series ended, i think the tone is uh it's toned down quite Mm -hmm. a bit from the show so while you still have Joker and he's constantly he's almost like ending every single line with like a laugh, basically. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. not it it still seems like you know, he's on the same wavelength throughout and then just adds like a laugh at the end. It's not way mm-hmm. up and down and then Batman and Robin making jokes and funny stuff. Like I feel like it your comparison of this was your, you know, uh BTAS. I can kind of see that because watching it does, it does feel a little bit more serious now, not really dark. You know, I wouldn't say that it's dark, but tonal shifts from. Yeah. It's other, you don't have the, you don't have the camp
0: of the TV series. Now you could say it's campy. I mean, you watch it today and it's, I mean, it's, it's, there's some silly stuff you have of its Wayne and Batman and, uh, Robin and Dick Grayson. They wink at the camera, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, the animation is very, uh, simple.
1: There's one shot specifically towards the end that it's on, it's a full body shot of Batman and it's missing the yellow oval. And I then right out down. of nowhere at the end, it just it pops back in. Yeah. And then he turns away and runs and like, Oh, well that's interesting. It's that <laughs> Robins,
0: the Robins R changes sides of his tunic. Yeah. And then the colors will be inverted, you know, on the R, mm-hmm. um, I know that they've done some like some modern day cartoons that kind of parody that stuff where, you know, colors change from instantly. You mm-hmm. know, you know, but and you can just tell it's very simple. They use the same scenes over and over again. And just, you know, uh,
1: Batman and Batman, Robin, both in the Batmobile. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that it just seems like the same thing over and over. And I think sometimes in which, you know, I don't know, maybe, we're on a budget and crunch time that there's like, who cares? We got to keep going that the opening shot, even of like, it comes up to the, the, the booth where the guards at and it gives him like an over the shoulder shot. And it's just a blue screen that you're looking at. Yeah. With like, you know, headlights quote unquote are coming. And they do stuff like that a little bit. Like there's one also in the lab somewhere and it's just Robin and not, and then just nothing but yellow behind him. Yeah, (laughs) that Batman, the Batman shot that I just mentioned, where his Oval's missing, I think it's just a red background behind him. So this, you know, the simple point, I think, is is spot on, Uh, which, yeah, we can we can laugh at a little bit, but it's also, you know, they aren't trying to be campy, probably was like shoestring budgets and stuff like that. So maybe that adds a little charm to it. Oh, of
0: course. I mean, and I also like you got the Joker mobile, you got a Joker copter you had joker goons and these jester outfits you know
1: and... in which color you'd think it'd be the jester mobile because the colors of the vehicle yeah i think of both that and the batmobile um they add a little bit of flair but also it's kind of like a red and yellow joker mobile and it's like wait mm-hmm. hold on a second Why it can't even be purple and yeah. and then the bat the Batmobile is black, and then it's just like, oh shit, yeah, we got to add a bat sign on there. So they just paint this mm-hmm. blue one right on the hood, and then that's it or something. But yeah, it's also having fun with the comic book world too. So yeah, it's also like, a, it hey, adds a little charm.
0: This was hey, this was dead deadly serious stuff for me as a I bet young kid I loved it. You know, you thought that um, they
1: weren't gonna make it when it cut to commercial. Oh, I was
0: I was literally was you know, three, four, five year old me having a small panic attack, worried about Batman <laughs> and Robin on that, on that magnetic slide yeah. heading down to a fire pit it's, you know,
1: how's that, uh, and then how's, they just, how are they going
0: to get out of this? Yeah. They just mysterious, you know, miraculously have it, this little switch just pops up on both of your utility belts that weren't there before Yeah, <laughs> that allows them <laughs> to break the magnetic. Uh, or send out some electri- electric- yeah. he's, he's always prepared. Yeah. He's always got the right everything. tool in there. Did you notice was- that at the the Joker said, when uh, he's talking about, you know, burning up with the laser, you know, using this laser to, to burn up Gotham. He says it's going to be a hot
1: town in the old town tonight. I made a note of that. Yeah. By any means, do you think because it's all connected. Yeah, when they came up with that for the 89 movie, they were like, hey, the the adventure of course. Of, Batman. of okay, course they did like cuz you know why? You know why? because It's all connected. It's, it's all connected. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But it's so funny how now like you can watch that and you'll think, "Oh my gosh, it's like from Batman 89. Like give Batman 89 the sole credit when it's like, no, actually, I even 20, think that 80, 20 Batman, years earlier
0: Batman uh blowing up Axis Chemicals in Batman 89 a nod to this episode where the factory blows up, the, the factory at the end blows up that the Joker is using to uh where he has maybe his, a deleted has his laser scene
1: was the cage for the skylight mm-hmm. actually fell on Nicholson's Joker. Yes. And then they were like, you know, I just don't think that works as well.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It's all connected. Uh, but I mean, it's all connected. But I do like, I mean, it seems stuff that we've seen now, but Mm -hmm. at the time i think it's you know it's probably a little um creative but that shot of joker basically ends up being captured by this light and then it does do a transition right into that's the front page of the newspaper of joker Uh it's like well that's that's pretty fun yeah that's a good little uh that's that's creative i think for its time period we see that kind of stuff all the time now so we're used to it but for the time i feel like that's a little advanced so good for uh You know, this was pre, this
0: was pre Batman and Gordon having that partner relationship in the Batman mythos. You know, Gordon was always from the very beginning, Detective 27 in 1939. He was always part of Batman. Mm -hmm. So it's funny, you know, he, he addresses Batman on like a CB radio type contraption that's in the Batcave or in the Batmobile at the beginning and then at the end he's just apparently he's at Wayne Manor talking to Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Well, yeah. Thanks to Batman and Robin. We got the yeah. Joker and Cute. you know, and then they're winking. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Wink, wink. Yep. Break
1: that, break <laughs> that, fourth that wall. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one, so two other quick points, three. So I did mention the guard at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh. I watched this twice because it's short. Uh, it made me laugh. The Joker pulls up in the Joker mobile. He's in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And the guard's standing there and just looks at him. Joker hands him a, his card. The guard sees it's the Joker and then looks and goes, oh, the Joker. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not until he gets the Joker card. It's like, no way. I, I found that yeah. to be kind of funny. It was it was funny to me sometimes that they're really cool transitions of like batman walking toward the camera and it's oh. his his bat symbol yeah was the transition it's,
0: it, did you notice that every time he does this kind of crouch down and lift back up yeah the it's, camera, like you know, leap. It this, it's like a it's like the same move
1: every time you know yeah yeah and then robin got in on the action at the end but then also the uh the transition it had in itself i felt very much a new version of the sixties transition mm-hmm. in which I see I'm unfamiliar I have not watched I watched one episode of the New Adventures of Batman uh so I don't know if it happened in that a lot, but Super Friends obviously has the transition a lot um that i I just picked up on that and like man it was it's if anything, there's too much of that bat symbol transition between yeah. scenes like it is just like. Whoosh, whoosh constant it is. and then yeah. All, yeah, and then I think also the fact that it because the episode does move the music is blasting and it's fast paced music throughout the whole damn thing and I'm like oh they, I feel like they could have turned it down a little bit and maybe given mm-hmm. us a little bit of a break because it does feel like maybe it's they created a minute and a half of music and then just put it on Looped it. yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. um
0: very 60s 70s Saturday morning cartoon background music, very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's not. I'm sure that there was some sort of. I know it's it's supposed to be a spinoff sequel of the '60s TV series, but I'm sure there were like contractual rights to like you couldn't have the Batman theme from the '60s sure. TV series. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know why. Adam West and Burt Ward didn't voice. Maybe they were out of this production's budget at the time. Sure. To afford yeah. them. But they do end up, you know, coming back. They did voice Batman and Robin in animation later, 1977. And of course, with the return of the Caped Crusaders movie. So, but like I said, that these, this was my Batman, the voices of Batman and Robin for me as a kid, case to case of Manola and Sewell. So.
1: I think Owen Sewell, I think he's, he did a, well, they both did a good job. I hear, sorry, I hear Shaggy with Casey Case and that's just all that I hear. But I think Owen yeah. Sewell has a good, he has a good distinct, uh, you know, animated Batman voice, which yeah. obviously I knew because I've seen Super Friends. This is the first I've ever watched this, this show. And because it's just, oh, I think it's marked down to like 17 episodes in the di- whole digital thing and they're going to end up being like 20 minutes each. It's like, yeah, I'll. I'll probably, even though I have it digitally, I'll wait till I get that Blu-ray and I'll just blast through them there because, I mean, uh, yeah, I found it to be, for this being the first time I'm watching it, I think, you know, I understand it's of its time, but also it's not a massive detractor either. Yeah. It's not like it was hard to stomach or watch or anything like that. It was like, oh, this would have been fun to wake up and have my cereal with, Yeah, which I still do at my age, but. If as a kid, wake up Saturday mornings for this.
0: Just I'll say this quickly about the voice performance of Casey Kasem and Owen Sewell. Casey Kasem seems, it, I, I get it. It's it. I get Shaggy completely mm-hmm. when I hear it, it but he, he's ripping off of Burt Ward a little bit sure. as far as the, the dialogue, the lines and what the things he says but with Olin Sewell, he's not really doing an Adam West impersonation. His different cadence completely. Now he throws out, you know, old chum, and you know, there's some little phrases and words that you probably would have heard in the '60s TV series. But uh, it's not. I don't think he's riffing off of Adam West as much as Casey Kasem was trying to do mm-hmm. a, a Burt Ward. I get uh, that. Yeah.
1: All right. Do you have any final words on this uh, this
0: episode? No, um, I'll, I'll just, uh, I mentioned Gordon. Uh, this Gordon, he had the reddish brown hair and glasses but no mustache. And this was back in when Gordon was a gray hair, white white hair, you mm-hmm. know, in the comics. Mm-hmm. I think he Gordon didn't have the reddish brown or red hair until what? Year one?
1: I was just going to say, like, was it year one? Yeah. Frank Miller was inspired by this series.
0: Exact. Here we go.
1: All connected. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Excellent. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I just said my piece. I think this is, I mean, this was fun. It was harmless. Um, I'll be revisiting when that, when that Blu-ray comes. And maybe if I get a little extra itch, I might watch, I might watch the rest because I didn't watch the, the part that was included with this, which is a Penguin episode and specifically mm-hmm. it's like bird bird out of a uh, bird out of hand the penguin has become the newest costume cru- crusader but is he for real oh my goodness Ooh. what a tease what a Damn. tease yes and that's only 6 minutes so maybe i'll i'll finish it off and watch mm-hmm. that so
0: uh and I'm sure we'll get we back go. to this. We'll get back to this series on this yeah. uh, podcast at some point. I mean, if, any,
1: if, if anything else, it'll be when that when the Blu-ray comes out, maybe like we'll just because we know in. that
0: Mr. Freeze <laughs> is in this
1: series <laughs> and he's probably he looking for diamonds, <laughs> the diamonds. And I want to see how Ted Knight delivers. Yes, as Mr. Freeze. And I saw Yeah. Also, the Scarecrow in this. In this series. And, you know, I love that Scarecrow. So there we go, Bill. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming back on the Batman animation yep. from your own website. So go ahead <laughs> yeah, and why don't yeah. you uh, why don't you coming go ahead back. and plug away whatever you want. Yeah. Uh well, I will plug that
0: we have a new podcast at Batman on Film. We have spun off chapter by chapter from the Social Hour where we did the Batman over a course of 19 episodes which i'm very proud of that please check that out that's some good stuff and we have started with um the first movie we are doing chapter by chapter on chapter by chapter is batman 89 so we are one episode in and we'll have episode two that you and i have already done actually will oh we'll come early so, next week yes in a few days so this week Yep. First
1: episode, that was a good discussion. You, Justin, and the sheriff, Ryan Haas. Um, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed listening. Enjoyed listening to that one. Yeah, that's going to be probably do. okay I Ours is probably okay. Ours, I think, was okay. Well, you know, when you're talking about Batman, it's always awesome. It's Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, as for me, I mean, just go to batmanonfilm.com. I got stuff up there, and actually, yeah, I should have a new episode of my podcast, The Batman Book Club. Uh, follow on Twitter at the Batman BC. Uh, Bill posts those on the websites, and you can listen to those wherever you listen to pot- your podcast. In the newest episode, Bill, my worlds collided. Uh, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am a nerd explosion. That will, that will be on Batman on film today, as we speak. Excellent. Yes. So track that down after you listen to this, uh, and I think that'll do it for us. So for Bill. I'm Ryan and we will let announcer Rachel take us out.
0: Barbecue canceled, Joker. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Batman Animation, a Batmanonfilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batman Animation on Twitter at Batmanimation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at BatmanOnfilm. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original,
1: established in 1998.